0: Well, I've made it to episode two, which comes as a little bit of a surprise to me. I wasn't sure whether anyone would be interested in my Unguarded Treasure episode one, but enough people have um, sent me messages of support, and it's been wonderful to be so welcomed into the Anchorite community. So thank you to everyone who responded. I'll get a bit better, I'm sure a bit slicker. You've all been there. It's a bit overwhelming at first, a lot of mistakes are made, but the important thing is is to get the podcast out there and to improve on it, I think. So here we go, episode two.
1: Hey Andy, it's Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I really enjoyed that episode. I love hearing people's stories I love hearing what gaming means to them, why they do it, how they started, all of it. I can't wait to hear what you're doing now as well. I think that I heard that you are a live player in one of the legendary Anchorites games. And if that's true, oh my goodness, do I envy you. (laughs) I can't wait to hear more.
0: Thank you so much for your message, Lyrid. I'm glad you enjoyed my role-playing game reminiscences I'll continue with them for perhaps an episode or so and then finish off what I'm currently up to and yes I am a live player at a legendary anchorites game but shh on the legendary bit you'll just get an inflated ego but more on that later So after episode one, we're probably at the end of where I was at Polytechnic and then obviously I had to go out into the world, get a job. I was fortunate enough to do that uh, back near where my parents lived, which was in North Wales. So I moved back in with them and North Wales, um, it's probably not a long way from anywhere if you're in the States, but in the UK, that was quite a distance from anywhere. And none of my friends from Polytechnic were anywhere near where I was. So it meant that, effectively, I was just role-playing at the weekends when I could get out to them, which is usually once a month, to be fair, which is pretty good going from the very late 80s to the mid-90s. We had a great time. We played a lot of role-playing games. I'll come on to the different games in a bit. But effectively, there were six of us who... Kept in touch, my original RuneQuest GM, Sean. Richard, who was who took over from Sean uh, while I was at Polytechnic, because Sean got a job, Uh, and Richard came back from his uh, year out. Uh, And Richard became the best man at my um, wedding, as well. And then there was Neil, Ollie, and Garth, and myself. And one or two others who joined in uh, with us, and then, but weren't regular players. So that was great for a period of time. I played very little D and D in this time. I did keep in contact with Jeff and Ian, who were two of the members of my uh, short-run campaign at Polytechnic, and we played probably I don't know once, maybe twice a year until the mid '90s. Nothing very serious, but we had a good time, I think. And I also got involved with the, the son of my boss at work, who was a role player, and we did some D&D, but to be honest, I didn't gel with that group, and it only lasted a few sessions before I dropped out. So that was my sort of role-playing experience to the mid-1990s, and shortly I'll Cover the actual games that we played.
1: Andy, it's Dave, really enjoyed that first episode. Yeah, I kind of had an idea that you were fixing to get started always pleased to hear me sounding like an old an old anchorite right, welcoming people into the community. I've only been going a couple of months, but I'm, I'm, I'm very excited that people are getting involved. Um, good idea to start off with a biography, actually, yeah. Um, really gives a sense of where you're, you're coming from, and it's inspired me, actually, to talk a bit more about some of the things that I allude to from my own particular my own gaming history, uh, probably coming up first. See, I do remember my first introduction to gaming. It was the Riddling Reaver, that that fighting fantasy um, game, so I'm probably going to say something about that in a couple of episodes' time, inspired by you.
0: Dave, I'm glad you enjoyed it, you old anchorite. Please, you like the Biography idea. I thought it was a decent start to at least uh, people could look back, uh, you know, play a early episode and see where I, I'm all coming from. And chuffed to bits that I've actually inspired you for an idea for your own podcast. That seems exactly what the Anchorite podcast community is all about.
1: It's the DM. Yeah, what a great way to be recognised, eh? I love that. That's a good story. I don't think anyone's going to stop me in the street and call me the DM. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Cheers, Andy.
0: Thanks, Dave. I think that's the only time in my life that somebody's going to call me the DM as well. I'm living off that for the rest of my life. Here we are, it's the late 80s, the early 90s, and I can remember that Shadowrun was a thing we played for quite a while, I'd say two or three years, got really into it. Um, this was with my group of six friends from Polytechnic, and the, we, we had a good time, to be fair. It was a new, it was fresh. It was a lot of d6s, um, but more than anything, my memory of Shadowrun was my first time having a conflict with the rules because we'd always been pretty, I don't know, lax, agreeable, whatever you want to call it. You know, the GM just arbitrated whatever we just, you know, whatever conflicts we had. But I remember. In Shadowrun, I got a character, and I'm a little hazy exactly what the rule was here. So forgive me, but I can remember it was important to my character. I'd done, I decided to do something because it was there in the rules, and I built it up and everything. And the GM at the time, it was Richard, who I've mentioned before, best man at the wedding. So we were good friends. Um, i said, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, that's not how it reads, Andy. And i said, yes, it is. And he said, no, 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 I'm sorry, it isn't. And I can remember, sla- and maybe my memory is false here, but I can remember slapping the rule book down on the table and pointing and saying, look, it says that I can do this. And he read it and he looked at his rule book and he just, like, a big smile comes over his face. And he slaps his rule book down next to mine, and there's a knot in the middle of the sentence in his rule book that's not in mine. So effectively, it's reversing exactly what it says in my rule book, in his. And I can remember us just having a big laugh over it and then a joke. I mean, it was a big thing at the time, and I'll perhaps ask Richard what exactly what the rule was, and I'll put it uh, into a, a podcast in the future but it completely reversed what I was trying to do with my character and I'll be brutally honest it didn't make much sense this rule either way you read it it was just a rule and that's I think when I learned that there's a reason why these are guidelines they're not rule books they're guides it's called the dungeon master's guide um, in d and I forget now um, but ever since that time I've always had a belief that you sit down, you have a chat with your GM and the rest of the players and you just come to an agreement and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's not what you've agreed does it really you know, we're all here to have a good time. I'm not going to get very anal about my characters um, at all, but that was a epiphany. Is that what you'd call it? I don't know. Dave Aldridge is probably the man for the big words, but um, <laughs> sorry, Dave. But ever since that time, I have been much more relaxed about my gaming And it was an important lesson for me I don't know if anyone else has come across something like that And they'd like to comment, but I'd be interested if they did Welcome to Anchor, I think I found you I want to say on Free Thralls I was listening to a bunch of podcasts today And I, I think it was Free Thrall Spencer Podcast Where you called in and then I came over to your page Welcome to Anchor, it is a whole lot of fun I hope you enjoy your time here only thing is it's hard to hear your podcast. I have it on the iPod. I have it on the Bose speaker. I have both cranked up to eleven and it's still it's still really difficult to hear you. So I don't know if that's everybody. I'm just tossing it out there. So have a have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful weekend. Welcome to Anchor and I'll catch you in your next cast. Ivy, thank you so much for your message. Whenever you put a message on anybody's um, podcast, I just get energised. How do you do it? Please tell me the secret. Um, As regards the volume level, I'll try and sort that out. I'm currently doing it on headphones uh, before I did it into my mobile phone. So it's all a learning curve for me. So I apologise if it didn't come out too well. Let me know if this is any better, but thank you so much for listening. <laughs> moving on, moving on from Shadowrun. I definitely remember doing some Middle Earth uh, role playing, maybe before the Shadowrun. I don't know; my memory's so hazy. Uh, But I certainly remember doing some Raw Master in the mid-90s, and um, that made quite a big impact on me and our group, I think. We really enjoyed it. Um, I just remember the charts, the charts, the charts, (laughs) the rolling of the the percentiles. Uh, It was brilliant, it was brutal, it was fantastic. But... um, The thing for me that I remember most was the fact that I played a bard and he was called Feakston the Bard. Now, uh, later on in my podcast, you'll probably come to know I'm a Real Ale fan. Not sure whether that means anything to people outside the UK, but uh, effectively, I'm a member of Camera the Campaign for Real Ale and uh, we like a hand-pulled Cascales. And Figson was one of the legendary uh, uh, beers in this country, well peculiar particularly, so that was where the name came from and it was the first time anyone I'd ever known had played a bard, and I had no idea why I decided to but um I decided that my bard was not going to become what uh, this seducing uh whatever it became later on, but it was certainly nothing I was aware of back in those days. My bard was actually somebody who wrote appallingly bad poetry. And it became my job to write up our role-playing sessions. Now, I'm sure this had been done for 20 years in a lot of other groups all over the world, but this was new to our group that somebody actually wrote what we did and sent it out to the guys, you know, a week or so later. Uh, My poetry was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, yes, appalling. Yes, it really was bad. But the great thing was it didn't matter. Um, It's still quoted to this day, (laughs) dare I say it. It was that bad. But... We had a great time and I actually managed to write down and send out to the guys, you know, some a rough idea of what we'd done at the weekend's role playing. Um now, okay, it might have been a bit a bit um in Finkston's favour, shall we say, but I'm sure all bards in all characters all over the world did that. And still to this day, if I say to Richard who I've mentioned a few times in this podcast. Uh, Do you remember me playing Fixed and the Bard? And he'll just say, uh, he'll just groan and say, um, yes, yes, I remember Fixed and the Bard. Eric the axe, he was there swinging his axe without a care. And Eric was Richard's character, and that was my opening line of my first ever appalling poem. About our group, and it just became legendary and my point of this bit of rambling is is that that's what role is all about. it's not about being good, it's not about being critical role, awesome actors, you know great you know voiceovers. I wrote appalling poetry, and to this day we can still remember it and to my mind, that's more what role playing's about and again, I'd love to hear. What people think about that, um, you know, is it about being very clever, very slick, or is it just about having a good time? Hey Shandy Andy, just wanted to say um, thanks
2: for a a great episode there. Um, Also, I wanted to apologise for not um, giving your uh, podcast a shout out when I played your clip on my last episode. And, um, yeah, I wasn't aware that you actually had a podcast uh, when I friended you on or favorited you, I should say, on Anchor. I didn't see a podcast feed there for whatever reason, but just been listening to Dave Aldridge and he pointed you out to me. So uh, I'm glad I found you. Anyway, take care. Looking forward to the next episode.
0: Thanks, Spencer, for your kind words. I'm not giving my podcast a shout-out. I'm sure the reason you didn't notice it was it probably wasn't there when you uh, added me as a favourite. It was something I only just sort of got around to after I dropped a load of messages on other people's podcasts, as I'm sure many other anchorites have done. The one thing I've got to say, uh, I have this urge to call you Frank, and sooner or later I'm going to do it, Spencer, so I apologise in advance. When it
2: happens. I also wanted to say that I think we share the same method of compiling memories. I can't remember dates, times, who was where, what the things happened in. Um, yes, just kind of a series of uh, um, moments. But um, and I'm sure when I recount things, people think I'm making up my history on the fly because uh, I'm so kind of uh, vague and uncertain about particular details but um yeah i just wanted to share that speak soon bye
0: spencer i'm glad it is not just me uh Shay said similar things that it's just a confusion of memories maybe we're all of the same age i don't know Um, maybe we're just on early alzheimer's whatever it might be um it just amazed me that some people have such incredible memories of when they all started it. But there's a lot of us that don't. Um, it's just an amazing time in our lives and it's just a confusion of memories that just merge into one another. One thing I do remember from the late 90s, around right about 97 I think, was I actually GM some GURPS 3rd edition. The guy, the the, uh, five other guys from my regular group met. We met originally at Polytechnic. Um, I have to say, it wasn't a great success. I think we had a, you know, we enjoyed it, but it was a one off session that never was taken any further. And it was interesting that it's the only time I can recall I ever GM'd for them in all the time I've known them from 1985 to 2019 um, because basically they weren't dnd players uh, you know they uh, they were mainly room quest to start with and i never had the courage to try and gm room quest when they were so experienced and then they tended to uh, run stuff and i was happy to play in it which is uh, i suppose quite interesting it's going to bring me on to something I'm going to touch on perhaps in a further episode about games that I GM or play in, because most games I'll play in, but there are a lot of games I won't. It was just interesting in this particular group that had been gone on for so long that I only ever GM the one session in what must be, I don't know
1: uh 30 years shandy andy it's che from roleplay rescue welcome to the podcasting anchorite community mate it's great to have you share your reminiscences of the early days of roleplaying and just like you i really don't have those firm memories i've had to work out when i started just by publication dates and guesswork um uh, my guess is, uh, like yours, probably pretty, really shady. But man, great to hear about your background and your your fascination with Greyhawk and also with the Judges Guild stuff. Awesome source. Um, great to hear about Call of Cthulhu. Just great to hear your reminiscences. And uh, please, do keep them coming. Um, I'll certainly tune in and listen. All the best. Game on.
0: Shay. Thanks for the welcome. Glad you enjoyed my reminiscences. I might have touched on one or two of them, I guess, uh, when I'd spoken to you in person. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed the Wilderlands and Grey uh, Greyhawk references. Uh, I ought to say to people who don't know, uh, Shay is a GM for me on bi-weekly... Fridays, and we're about to start a GURPS campaign in September, which I'm really looking forward to. And it was Shay who really got me into this podcasting uh, malarkey. So, if you've got to this stage and think you've got 20 minutes of life which you're never going to get back again, then please leave a message on Shay's podcast. I think this is the final segment of my podcast. To explain to people my role playing history. And really, it's to do with a game called Aftermath, which is a post apocalyptic role playing game. Um, One of the few non fantasy ones I've ever played in my life, I have to say. And it's an interesting one because um, it's one I played with my group of friends at Polytechnic, the five other guys. But we've been playing it since um, aftermath since ooh, the very early 90s. We're a little uncertain about it, shall I say, um, when we've discussed it. But we think it was from the early 90s. So it's been going sort of over 25 years now. The same campaign, uh, with ongoing characters. Uh, we've been through quite a few, to be fair, each. Um, we only ever played probably once or twice a year, maybe a bit bit more often to start with, but certainly in the past sort of 15 years or so, we're all based in different parts of the country, a lot of us are married, kids, etc, etc now, so we only really get together once or twice a year but it's uh, an ongoing campaign um, and it's great because it's uh, R- R- Richard uh, runs it, who I've mentioned several times in this podcast he's a great GM uh, and that's really what's kept it all together because to be quite frank the aftermath rule set is pretty (laughs) pretty difficult to follow I mean we've had rules when we've had to think we've got to look it up there are three rule books in the uh, box set and three of us have all set on looking in different rule books because we've no idea which rule book the actual rule will turn up in it's so disorganized and I don't know, but we've been playing it for 25 years, so it must be doing something right. Um, I like it because it's based in the UK. Um, we're actually running off uh, Ordnance Survey maps, as gr- uh, which is great. So we've got there we put those out on the table when we play. And it's all based around Evesham, where Richard used to live when he was a, a young man, which was a long, long time ago, trust me because uh, he's even older than I am. And we, 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 we can't always remember between sessions exactly what went on in the last one. Occasionally we've had confusion, we've had uncertainty, but the great thing is we've carried on um, with the different characters and had a great time. And there can't be that many campaigns I guess which have carried on for 25 plus years Um, so we're probably one of the the few shall I say that have managed to do that so there you go I think that's really brings me up to date with my role-playing game history in the next episode I'll probably touch on with where I am within the last two years, which is when I've sort of come back to role-playing big style. I hope you've enjoyed listening to some of my reminiscences. It's not been too boring. Um, I'm sure at times it has been, but um, thank you for those who have listened um, and left messages. I just wanted to say a thank you for Liren from updates from the middle of nowhere. Dave Aldridge from Deeper Centaur, Ivy from the Happy Whisk, Spencer, Free For All, and Keep Off The Borderlands, and Shay from Roleplay Rescue for their messages. It was much appreciated. I'd also like to say thank you to Brian, my old DM from Polytechnic for Call of Cthulhu, who left a message on Facebook to say my recollections were accurate, and uh, basically understated as to what actually went on in our sessions and also for how my first Ed um, al uh DM who DMs for me weekly on a Tuesday for also agreeing that he had no firm recollections from his early role playing days. so it makes quite a number of us who are a little hazy and all of a similar age shall we say So thank you for everybody who contributed. It's much appreciated.